0: I am Lota, the podcast about life as Indian designer. I'm Sushi. And I'm Angie. In this episode, we're talking to Ragini Siruguri about her work as a book designer for Tara Books. So Angie, did you get a peek behind the enchanted curtain at Tara? I did get a glimpse of how the magic is made. Let's listen in. Hi Ragini, welcome. We're so excited to talk to you about your journey. I'm sure it will be so inspiring and also very useful for those who are beginning to understand visual communication or even students who are pursuing it.
1: Well, thanks for having me, Angelina. It's, it's a pleasure to be on your podcast.
0: So uh, let's, uh, let's start from, you know, the beginning mm-hmm. and talk about your creative journey so far. So
1: I grew up actually surrounded by books and art. Um, As a child I used to read a lot, Uh, my parents and grandparents used to always gift me a book for my birthday every year and I was constantly doing something or the other with paints and paper and this and that and actually the Mm -hmm. funny thing is for the longest time I wanted to open a stationery shop when I grew Mm -hmm. up (laughs) and stock all these things and I think now I just hoard all that stationery myself anyway. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So and also uh, the other thing was that uh, both my parents are editors. And uh, okay. they work closely with information design and books. Mm-hmm. So while I mean growing up, growing up, there would always be conversations about these things like design, printing, bookmaking, uh, CMYK okay. and and offset. And yeah. so I grew up listening to all these terms. And okay, yeah, okay. and then sometimes on the way back from school, my mother would pick me up and she'd say, hey, let's just stop by the printer and pick up some proofs. And mm-hmm. so I kind of grew up hearing all these things. And I was introduced to software, uh, Photoshop, InDesign at a very young age. So I think mm-hmm. most of what I am to do today, I owe to my parents in a, in a way. And oh. uh, my whole family is kind of
0: creative. So I think it's also in the genes. So how, how did you take that interest forward in terms of your education and career that you chose specifically
1: um so choosing to study graphic design actually happened via a process of elimination if i think about it now uh Mm -hmm. so by the time i had started to seriously think about what i wanted to study i i mean i I always knew it was going to be in the creative space so in school Mm -hmm. i never really took to the sciences i preferred economics i enjoyed economics Um, and when i finished 12th i was also looking at journalism or media and communication Mm -hmm but then right. what happened was quite uh, interesting because so when I was nine years old I started mm. learning Hindustani classical music uh, vocal music in Hyderabad uh, where I'm from okay. so I okay. learned for almost 10 years and uh, at that point I was fully immersed in it so much mm. so that i Thing, I began to think, seriously think about taking up music as a profession. And okay. a lot of people told me that Pune was a good place to uh, to learn classical music, that I would find a lot of very good teachers. Uh, mm. So I applied, I, I found and applied to this very intensive, but really exciting course in music uh, at a okay. university there. Okay. But at the same okay. time, I also was, there was also the an interest in studying design so i applied uh, at, to a couple of uh, communication design courses so there was right. one at nid there was one at shishti and one at symbiosis which was again in pune uh, mm-hmm. so when it came to finally choosing between all these options i felt yeah. it was a it was more practical to take up design uh, okay. as a profession okay. uh, but i wanted to continue learning music on the side so then i chose uh, symbiosis i i got into symbi and shishti i didn't get into nid okay. Okay. so then i chose pune and i think now when i look back i think it's a really good decision so and i though at the end of it i couldn't make as much time for music as i wanted to but uh, pune i think i met some of the best people there i mean i found my tribe if i can call them that uh, so it was a it was a really good experience do you still
0: practice your music now um
1: i took a long break for for a, i think for the past 5 6 years i just Uh, completely Mm -hmm. I was so into uh, working um, taking up freelance projects uh, as a designer that there was there was no motivation to get back to music Uh, but I think in the past six months yeah I have started singing again and and actually I've I'm trying to do uh, projects that are like combining visual communication and music in, uh, somehow uh, right, right. so
0: that's some that's again an area that i find very uh, fascinating that's interesting i was just going to ask you like how how does your music affect your work as a designer and uh, probably you're looking at projects that you know, try to combine both of your interests. Yeah, so much, I, right? I,
1: in fact, while I was in college, I started doing this project with, uh, um, there's a design yeah. studio called FOLO that was uh, initially based in Ahmedabad. But uh, the, the guy who started it, who's a very good friend, Aditya Dipankar, he's, he's now kind of traveling everywhere. So, uh, so with him, yeah. I worked on a project which was to make infographics uh, that simplify the concepts of classical music Okay. So okay. this is a project I started working on but never really finished. Okay, um, okay. That sounds really Well uh, Aditya had also worked on this project called Ragya. Uh, which is okay. an online radio. Mm-hmm. So in, in classical music, in, at least in Hindustani classical music, there is a concept of ragas based on the time of day. So mm-hmm. certain ragas have to be sung at certain times of day. So what this radio does is to when you, when you go to the website ragya.com, mm-hmm. it automatically mm-hmm. plays a raga based on what time of the day you are on the website. Ah, okay, so okay. while he did he conceptualized and set up this project i worked on the logo for the project okay so okay it was something quite exciting
0: so currently you work with uh, tara books yes. and uh, being in chennai i've been to the lovely tara books office uh, it's so inspiring uh, you know i really wanted to know what, what's it like working there mm-hmm. you've even said earlier that you know you grew up reading some of their books and now to end up Working yeah. there must be amazing. So yeah. uh, tell us more about that. Yeah.
1: So just to uh, tell, tell you a bit about Tara itself. So Tara Books is an independent publishing house. And um, mm-hmm. we are a collective of artists, writers, and designers and based out of Chennai. And uh, yeah. Tara publishes mainly books based on the visual arts for both children and adults. And um, so Tara works very closely with indigenous art and storytelling traditions in India. Uh, and uh, they've been around for 25 years now. And uh, they've yeah. specialized in creating screen printed books. So they've also set up a, a, a screen printing workshop uh, again in Chennai where where everything is done by hand, including binding. Yeah. So design plays a very central role in, in bookmaking at Tara. And uh, also um, exploring the form of the book, trying to break out of the regular forms and trying something new. So this is something that Tara has come to be known for. And Tara is essentially as much a design and print studio as it is a publishing house. So Mm -hmm. uh, Tara Books has design and art residencies. And that's actually how I came to work here. Uh, One of my close friends saw their post, like there was a call for designers on Facebook. And Mm -hmm. she sent it to me and I will be grateful to her forever for this. (laughs) So I was, uh, yeah, I was six months out of college, actually, and I was freelancing in Hyderabad. And I, my mom used to buy us uh, Tara's books uh, when we were growing up. So I knew their books as a reader. And Mm -hmm. uh, it was only during my last year at design school that I had begun to appreciate their books from a design point of view so when i got mm-hmm. this uh when i saw this call i said okay why not uh, i have nothing to lose really so let's just take this six month detour to chennai it will be a fun stint yeah. okay six months is is how is a minimum time you need to kind of understand the workings of a publishing house uh, to be able to learn right. anything from from what they do and and vice versa uh, but mm-hmm. the funny thing is those six months kept multiplying because uh, I've been here for three years now. <laughs> so the residency never got over. Never got over. It's still going on. <laughs> That's
0: amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, and also there was another really funny thing that happened and this kind of, uh, when I when I got here in 2016... Uh, One of the first projects I was given was a was the redesign of an old book. Um, And this book was called Puppets Unlimited. Puppets Unlimited was an activity book for children about uh, how to make puppets out of ordinary materials that you find around the house. Um, And this was published in 1998. So I was something like uh, five years old at that time. (laughs) Yeah, and a couple of years later, I bought this this book when I was, I think, say, 11 or something. I bought this book for my mom, not for myself. And I gifted it to her. And then... 15 years later when i joined tara they gave me this this book to redesign wow it's crazy i feel like there's some higher force operating here <laughs> what a flashback absolutely so yeah i mean working it's a very very inspiring place to work at and it's a privilege to be part of the team um like everyone here is just so experienced and sometimes amazing. it feels unreal that i work here amazing yeah amazing.
0: <laughs> do you want to uh, talk a little bit about maybe those early months when you started working and how you mm-hmm. started picking up uh, stuff and what was the experience like
1: mm-hmm. Um, I think one thing that um, that you really notice about Tara's books is how much attention they pay to design. And as a designer, you feel really valued um, uh, w- w- when you're working on a certain book. Mm-hmm. So the whole bookmaking process here is really collaborative, and mm-hmm. uh, it's very design centric. So the uh, the designer is involved from a very conceptual uh, stage. My colleagues and I we are involved in conversations about a certain book from from way in the beginning it's not like uh, the author writes a piece of text and then there's there are illustrations and then it comes to the designer so this linear process never really happens um and it's it's interesting to see how many uh, all the design decisions that you make how they influence how a book is formed or the final product how it appears to be just by involving the designer at a, at a much earlier stage. You mentioned
0: earlier about using Indian art uh, in some way. Right? Yeah. What kind of research do you have to do, even as a designer, um, in terms of trying to understand some of the elements that you could use yeah. in the book itself? I think what is, uh, for me, what was
1: very exciting is to discover uh, the diversity in all these uh, traditional forms of art, mm-hmm. these art traditions rather, uh, in right. India, and so when you think about it, there are so many existing storytelling storytelling traditions yeah. that uh, inherently have graphic design as part of their art. So, if it you is, take uh, yeah. the patuas of West Bengal, they paint these really long scrolls that uh, they mm-hmm. move from village to village and perform these these scrolls. So mm-hmm. they naturally have this knowledge of breaking up stories into panels, which they slowly. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of open up and, and tell and perform you know yeah. so there's uh, there's a lot to learn from them just by observing how they they make what what they make so mm. that's quite fascinating and it's not it's not that being a designer and having studied this very fancy degree and I mean, with a fancy degree it's not that you are you are above them
0: or anything you get to learn equity from what they have to offer. Okay. How do you go about research and does it involve uh, traveling to places where you can find interesting Indian uh, art? So the thing is, these projects usually take much longer
1: than you think they will. So um, I think uh, it was in 2018 that we did a trip to Raipur in Chattisgarh. And there was a workshop that we organized with some of the uh, indigenous artists there. So okay, we explored okay. all these different art forms. So again, this was more of a field trip, as you said. Mm-hmm. But the yeah. thing is, uh, it's very difficult to kind of uh, uh, grasp an idea and then, and then uh, push it towards becoming a book. And yeah, I think too, right? uh, this is what... Yeah. Uh, so our founder, Tara's founder, Geeta Wolf, I think uh, we really saw her do this while we were there. Uh, and it's amazing how she can see an idea for a book in any ordinary activity or in any performance of some kind so that that experience was really interesting and I'm currently working on a couple of projects that uh, do involve field trips but these are still yet to happen yeah. so it might take I don't know a year or
0: more it's hard to say uh, and it's also interesting how you would select like you said right yeah uh, what kind of visual elements and what kind of form of the book itself yeah would support kind of story that you want to get. exactly
1: so there are some uh, art forms that um, there are some art forms that say they have a very textural quality to them so then naturally you would lean towards uh, maybe screen printing that uh, making a screen printed handmade book where you know you can actually touch the art and uh, when the textures really come out but on the other hand uh, maybe when you're working on a project the story takes a higher role maybe it's, it's more fascinating. Uh, this is when the illustrations take a they go into the background a bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As a designer, you're kind of in control of how you create meaning between these two things. Right. In any book, there's always like the author, the illustrator, the designer, and finally the printer. So I think in each book that Tara does, one or two of them might take a higher, more important role. Uh, so it yeah. always keeps changing. It's never a linear equation.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So uh, tell us about maybe one or two of your favorite book projects that you worked on at Tara and yeah. what you enjoyed about designing for that story. Sure. So um, my current favorite project is a project that
1: I finished today. Uh, okay. So, uh, it's, it's actually going to press tomorrow morning. So okay. I'm quite nervous about it. okay Uh, so this is a book uh, called origins of art so Mm -hmm. the book is about a village in madhya pradesh called patangarh and this is where uh, the gond art tradition is said to have been born Mm -hmm. so the book brings together two perspectives so one is uh, of a well-known gond artist called bhajju sham Uh, tara has worked with him on on a lot of books and Mm -hmm. the other narrative is of a japanese photographer so his name Mm -hmm. is kodai matsuoka And uh, he had visited Pathangarh, and he ended up with this really huge collection of fantastic photos of the village. Uh, So he documented the art, he documented farming, he documented festivals, uh, the animals Mm -hmm. of the village, the people of the village. Uh, So the book is essentially a dialogue between this artist and this photographer. So um, when I I started designing this book, I think about maybe two, three months ago, and uh, while reading the text and while looking at his photographs, I realized that it's very necessary to also intersperse these photos with actual illustrations of bygone artists. Mm-hmm. And when I looked at the mm-hmm. books that Tara has already published, it was so um, it was quite serendipitous to see that the artwork that we already had in our books. Uh, were was very similar to photographs that Kodai had taken mm-hmm. so it was uh, okay. yeah so the similarities were mind-blowing like uh, so you mm-hmm. you kind of could see where these artists were getting their inspiration from mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I really enjoyed putting this book together because every day I would discover these coincidences and mm-hmm. as a designer so what I had to do was to create some kind of a meaning between a photograph the illustration and then whatever anecdote there was uh, on the page mm-hmm. So mm. every page felt like creating a new story. And mm. I think uh, so far, this has been my, uh, the book that I have enjoyed the most um, okay. at Tara. Yeah. Okay.
0: Sounds really exciting. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. So there was, okay. uh, there was one more book that I really liked doing, but this was uh, before Tara. This was my pre-Tara days. Um, mm. This is a collection of street photographs um, of Hyderabad. Okay. Uh, the book was actually conceptualized by my mother, Sadhana Ramchandar. And uh, the photographs were by a photographer in Hyderabad called Lakshmi Prabala. And funnily, okay. she's the one who sent me the Tara books call. Oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So my mom had conceptualized this book and we decided to call it Hide and Seek but there is a pun on the word "hide," So it's H-Y-D as in oh. Hyderabad. Okay. Yeah, okay. so this was originally the name of the photographer's blog. And okay. uh, so uh, this was a photo book. It had all these wonderful street photographs. And then when we were designing the cover, we noticed that a lot of photo books just had like one photograph on the cover. And it was usually the most iconic monument of the city or it oh, would yeah. be something very stereotypical. Hmm. Or it would be right. a very typical image of, of something that is that the city is well known for. Uh, so we hmm. want it to right. be a bit different. So there was this really nice photo that Lakshmi had taken from the top of Charminar of the view from hmm. up there. So okay. what we did was okay. to take, uh, we put that, that photograph on the first page of the book. And hmm. the, uh, for the cover, we took one of the jali patterns of Charminar and kind of laser cut it onto the cover.
0: Mm, so when you look okay, at when okay. you look
1: at the book first, you kind of you see this jali, and through the jali you see the view from the Charminar. The yeah. Mm, so okay, okay. Uh, on a on a practical note, it was it was an expensive option. So I mean, um, but then at the same time, it captured the essence of Hyderabad without being mm-hmm. too obvious about it. Uh, mm. So now we are really glad we did this because the cover has received a lot of appreciation so th- i think this has this has been one of my
0: favorite covers also okay yeah. okay sounds sounds really cool <laughs> um so uh, when you're designing a book yeah. uh there's a couple of things right actually there's lots of things yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um you know how each page you have to look at it especially if you're going to use uh, all these elements you have photography maybe you have illustration yeah. you have your type uh you know, how, uh, how you form that composition mm-hmm. as well as uh, so when you're for example if you're working on a poster you're kind of really focused on one particular mes- message and how you're going to lay it out right but when you're working on a book you need that continuity mm-hmm. as well as each page you know how the message of that page is coming right, right as well right yeah. so how you know how how do you go about that um Without, uh, like if you look at other books, like even a novel or something, right, it's really all about the type and uh, but if you look at Tara's books, uh, whether it's for adults or children, it's uh, really all about how visually the story is uh, told using all these elements. So, you know, how do you go about that? Uh, if you if you can mm. talk to us about like composition or choice, maybe. Right. Uh, I think yeah. it's a bit hard to explain without having a visual yeah. reference. But at the same time, I
1: think yeah. a yeah. lot of the time, uh, there are many things that are kind of directing the way this design happens. So sometimes mm. it's, it's the art itself or it's the nature of the art that you're working with that kind of, uh, maybe it can give you certain constraints which drive the design. Or if the mm. text calls for uh, attention, or if you if you feel like the text needs more focus, uh, so mm. that kind mm. of. But then, um, when you see the artwork and when you read the text, there is some sort of mm. visual language that you have to establish, um, that you have to keep in mind wh- while you design the the rest of the book. So right, right. I think yeah. I think it depends on the context. It depends on the content of the book and for who mm. who it is for. Definitely. Right, uh, I mean, right you can't use if you use like a leven point type for a children's mm-hmm. book no child is mm-hmm. ever going to pick it up and read it yeah uh, yeah so i think yeah i think it's just there's no formula ever it it just keeps changing uh, with context
0: yeah. yeah so that's what it takes to envision and execute to get that delicious quality to a book yes The way all the elements and people come together to create that reading experience is truly magical. I'd love to know more about how stories and visual culture come together in book design. Well, you'll have to listen to the rest of our conversation with Ragini. Coming up in part 2, stay Stay tuned. tuned! Tweet to us at designlota or DM us on Instagram. You can find the transcript and references for this episode on our blog, designlota.com. Keep listening for more stories from Indian designers. Until next time. Bye. Bye.